0: You are listening to WHUPLP Hillsboro. My name is Gilbert Neal, and this is D Sides Orphans and Oddities. <clears throat> How are you? It's a beautiful day in Hillsboro. It's about 65 degrees. Went driving in my car, looking at some of the beautiful houses in West Hillsboro. It's a great place. And a lot of the colors and the buildings are unique. And I like it that way. I wish I, I wish our neighborhood looked like that, but it doesn't and it didn't and it don't. So I don't even know where to start this story, except I will just start it at the the place that it started for me, which is in the late seventies, before I was even born, I gobbled up everything that was related to the Beatles First, it was all of the Beatles' American albums, which were the only ones you could get, like Hey Jude and Beatles Six and Something New and Etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Yesterday and Today, The Beatles Story. I love that one. Um, you could get that one in England too, but you know, the United States sold it. So I gobbled up everything by the Beatles, and then after that, I gobbled up every solo album I could find. And for some reason, the first ones I wanted to, to to buy were George Harrison's because there was something about his voice and his music that I liked. So I went ahead and bought um, extra texture and thirty three and a third, which I really like, and of course um, uh, the concert for Bangladesh and. Um, Ah, All Things Must Pass. And uh, then Paul McCartney's, to a less extent, but mostly Wings. Wings at the Speed of Sound, uh, Venus and Mars, uh, things like that. I liked them. They all came with a nice little poster inside. You could put up on your wall, and I surely did. Barely. Yay, unto thee. And I didn't buy any Ringo albums. I mean, I, I think my sister bought Ringo, the 1973 one, but I didn't buy any Ringo's. But then... It was by turn to buy the John Lennon ones. And I bought uh, Imagine and um, Mind Games and Walls and Bridges and uh, a Plastic Ono Band. And the last one I bought was this album that looked like a newspaper. And it was called Sometime in New York City. And it was all about New York City. And even. Then, I mean, well, not even then, but then, you know, John Lennon had either moved to New York or was like staying in New York for a long time. And he really, really liked New York, lived in the Dakota, as you might recall. Um, and then I guess in his travels around the streets of New York City, he ran into this guy named David Peel, who was singing a funny song about the Pope smoking dope. And we, I know we talked about this before. But that was the sort of uh, essence, the sort of patina under over, over which that album was recorded. So you had songs like Attica State, and you know, I lived near Attica at the time. I didn't know why anyone was upset about it. I don't know wh- why there was a book about it. I didn't know um, why my mother had bought a book about Attica. She didn't buy any books. TV Guide, uh, and uh, it went on and on, and of course. Uh, like All Things Must Pass, it was just way too long. He should have just cut it down. But one of the albums of, uh, I think it was a two-album set, featured a jam session, a really long jam session, with a guy named Frank Zeppa. And I didn't know who Frank Zeppa was. I mean, I know now, of course. Frank Zeppa and the Mothers. And, and if you buy the album, the... I don't know if the CD has artwork or even if there's a CD of it, but a year before that, the Mothers of Invention had released an album called Live at the Fillmore from 1971. And if you opened the album artwork of the John Lennon album, he had scribbled out all the information about frank zappa not so that you couldn't read it i mean you knew i didn't know what i was looking at but instead he wrote in like john and yoko and love and all that stuff as if you know he was like editing after the fact um i know it was a joke now you know him and his sense of humor and i put it i put on this album and for the first time and i listened to it and it was really awful i really didn't like it at all it was like why is that woman screaming? Why is Yoko screaming? What's wrong? Why is she screaming? So the way it went was that the uh, Mothers of Invention were doing a uh, residency at the Fillmore East to close the place, I guess, in 1971. And on uh, one of the last nights that they played there, uh, during the daytime, John and Yoko with... Um, a reporter in tow. I forget the guy's name. There's an interview online you can find. Uh, sometime in the afternoon when Frank Zappo was probably sleeping from staying out late the night before. And here's John and Yoko showing up at the hotel room, probably waiting for a field of some sort. But, you know, Frank Zappo was never that emotive. He was always very close to the vest. And he said, hey, guys, how are you? Yeah. Hey, um, do you guys want to jam tonight? Because we're playing at the Fillmore East. And John Lennon said, no, but Yoko might want to. And I'm sure that Frank Zappa said, uh, uh, g- good. But um, knowing the, um, the peculiarities of that band at that time, I'm sure that Frank Zappa actually didn't mind too much. But when, fr- when uh, John Lennon and Yoko Ono showed up at the, um, at the gig... At the, in the sound booth, and talked to, to Frank about what they what Yoko wanted to do or something. Uh, they did their show, and I guess John and Yoko were just so excited and jazzed by the fact that Frank Zappa, this weirdo, had invited them up on stage that they both went down and um, decided that they were going to jam with the Mothers of Invention. So this was like a, an official, real, live you know, I'm not in the Beatles anymore. I'm doing this wild stuff, you know, that Paul McCartney was doing, you know, in in artistic circles like long, long before that. But if, you know, John London was nothing if not a, a scaredy pants. And a woman gave him courage. But I digress. So, so this album. Um, sometime in New York City, 1972, it was released. Ah, uh, did not get good reviews. It was too political, um, too much Yoko. Um, where was the, where was the whimsical John? Where was, where was come together? Where was Strawberry Fields? Where's all that stuff? Here, John is ranting and raving about American politics in 1971, and what does he know? And why should we care what he knows? And that was the album. I mean, it was sort of insulting. I mean. But in a way, I mean, it's very indicative of the fact that that anger can only fuel you for so long in an artistic realm. Um, so the first album, Plastic on a Band, was just amazing. Then Imagine came out, which was sort of okay. And these are things I thought as a teenager, who had not been born yet, mind you, in the 70s. But, wow. So the deal was and i've read i've read the frank zappa book and uh, lots of accounts of this the deal was that after the show it went so well in you know for all parties concerned that what was going to happen was john lennon and frank zappa were going to get together and mix it together and release it together i don't know if it was going to be mothers of invention and then John, John and Yoko on, like, two different albums, but it was going to be the same mix. But what it ended up happening was John released it on Sometime in New York City, and Frank Zappa didn't know about it. And they changed the titles of some of the songs. There was a, there was a song uh, that John Lennon, or excuse me, that Frank Zappa wrote around that time called King Kong, Long Instrumental Piece. Uh, and here it was <laughs> with a different title and John Lennon and Yoko Ono claiming credit on it, which made things just that much worse. So, in 1992, finally, Frank Zappa got around to releasing his mix of what had happened. Because in John Lennon's mix... He had turned down Howard. Um, excuse me. Um, he had turned down all the voices like Howard Kalin and um, uh, Jeff Simmons and, and Don Preston, Ian Underwood, all those the, those those players, you know. And left Yoko's as if she was the only one singing. Uh, I know I'm not doing a very good job of describing what this was, but. Uh, I'll talk more about, um, me gobbling up Frank Zappa's discography, which happened, um, in, in the, the eighties, the late eighties, and early nineties, when I just couldn't get enough of this stuff. It was just all interesting to me. It was all of a piece. The man was a genius. Um, and this is from an, uh, CD he released called playground psychotics in 1992, Which featured that version of the Mothers of Invention. There were, there was always a rotating cast of people, pretty much in that band. But this was the um, the version that featured the two guys who were in the Turtles, Mark Volman and Howard Kalin. They sang those songs, you know, those songs you love so darn much. Um, We talked about it. We talked about it. Anyway, um, I checked it out. There's no swears on this, but it's going to take up a good 20 minutes so um this is like rock and roll history i'm not saying it's great i'm not a big i'm not a big fan of this version of the mothers of invention but um you've stayed with me this long so here goes <laughs>
1: You can tell what the words are to this song, but there's only two of them, and I'd like to have you sing along because it's real easy. Anybody who comes to the Fillmore East can sing this song. The name of the song is Scumbag. Okay? And all you gotta do is sing Scumbag. Right on, brothers and sisters, let's hear it for the Scumbag.
2: And girls,
1: Good
3: night. Good night. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, he's greatest.
0: isn't he? He's the greatest. He's great, isn't he? One of the greatest. Yes. Oh boy. Well. Started off with a song called Well and then Say Please. This is the listing on uh, the Playground Psychotics uh, CD. And then awk oh, Awk oh, Scumbag. Now Scumbag, um, Well and Scumbag are two songs where you can really hear the difference of the two mixes. Um, <clears throat> because Howard Kalin is really providing harmonies for Well and they just took that took that out of the the Lennon mix for some reason. I thought it helped. And scumbag the same thing took out all that dialogue about um, that that Howard Kalin was singing. Just and then us listed as a small eternity with Yoko Ono. So I saved you all that money. Now you don't have to buy the uh, anyway. So one day I decided I was going to collect the Frank Zappa stuff. And I started with um, We're Only in It for the Money, which is his best one. Uh, I think by any, well, you know, Tinseltown Rebellion, it was also very good. Joe's Garage was great. Um, And then he came out with this thing called You Can't Do That on Stage Anymore, which was a six double CD set of live performances from the entire, uh, from all the years that Zappa was touring. I loved it. It was great. And there was a record store down the street on Elmwood Avenue that sold a little purple road case sort of holder for the six sets. And I was one of the people who got one, and I was so proud of it. It was great. Showed it up, showed it in my room for the two or three people who visited. It was it was it was wonderful. But then I had to sell it to, I don't know, pay rent or a hospital bill or something, and it broke my heart. So, this is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities. My name is Gilbert Neal on WHUP played some sections from John Lennon's uh, appearance with Frank Zappa and the Mothers of Invention in June of 1971. I know we have some fun stuff planned. Um, Was I going to talk about something? There was something I was going to mention about this. Um, No, I already did that. Uh, All right. Sorry. Here we go more stuff for you.
4: You wanna kill me with your crazy beat The way you get my feet from off the ground hey, Sometimes I'm up, sometimes I'm down Sometimes I'm doing the game's bound Come here quick, and bring me that licking stick Mama, come on quick, and bring me that licking stick I know you wanna get me with your crazy beat The way I do my things, I know I'm alright Hey, baby, sometimes I'm home, sometimes I roam But I know I'll be coming back home
0: So this we started this out with uh, Willie Dixon and the Playboys with Lickin' Stick, Lickin' Stick, Lickin' Stick. I know not when Andre True Connection with the instrumental version of More, More, More. I would imagine it was for dance purposes, but you can hear how sloppy the band is playing in the background, uh, or in this version where there's no vocals. It's just weird. 1976, everybody remembers that song. People of a certain age, I remember it, and I wasn't even born yet. That's from 1976. But the song was sampled to great effect by the band Len and their song, Steal My Sunshine. After that, Collective Consciousness Society from 1971 and their big band cover of whole lot of love. Not bad. Not great. Not as bad as you think it's gonna be, but not as good as you'd hoped. And after that, Desmond Decker and the Aces with their own version of their own song called Lick and Stick. This is Gilbert Neal. This is D-Sides Orphans and Oddities. I'm playing, I'm playing just crazy, crazy pop music from 1965 to 1980 or so stuff you never heard before versions you never thought existed and I have even more crazy stuff coming up but let's see what this is this is I, I've i never played this excuse me before this is a song that was recorded when John Lennon and Yoko Ono were in New York uh, maybe recording sometime in New York City don't know but let's hear it let's hear what this is and I will tell it to you later
5: how are you doing, New York City? A yes, it's a beautiful it's ugly
2: beauty. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a
6: real gussy city. I've
7: just got to see the village for the first time, all the different
5: parts of it.
1: John, Yo go, oh no New York City are your people John, Lenny, go, oh no New York City is your friend Came to visit New York City You met the people from the streets You dug the New York City people You came to New York City beat. John Lennon, yo, go, oh no, New York City are your people, John Lennon, yo, go, oh no, New York City is your friend, New York has a new vibration, New York City is your station, New York is your other friend, New York wants you back again, uh. John, Lenny, Yoko, oh no! New York City are your people, uh. John, Lenny, Yoko, oh no! New York City is your friend, uh. You play and jam F. Fillmore Reefs! You shop and sing on New York streets! You also met the underground Welcome to a freaky town John, Lenny, go oh no. New York City are your people John, Lenny, go oh no. New York City is your brand You also came for other reasons New York wanted to be freedom. You rapped on New York radio. You are New York's late show. John lennon go, oh no. New York City are your people. John Lennon-Yoko, oh no. New York City is your freedom. New York did your art and music. New York freaks now how to use it. You ducks are moving politics. You had a groupie New York trip. John, yo, Yoko, oh no. New York City are your people. John, Yo, Yoko, oh no. New York City is your friend. New York City is your friend. John Lennon! ray
0: WHUP LP Hillsboro <laughs> Mama, come here quick. Oh, and if you don't mind, just a little bring that lick and stick. Wow, that's a great song. I love that song. I love that song. Okay, started the set with David Peel in the Lower East Side. The Ballad of New York City John Lennon, Yoko Ono from 1971. From the album "Have a Marijuana," so I guess John Lennon heard. Uh, we talked about this in another show where John Lennon heard this guy singing, and the finger of fate pointed directly at David Peel, a modest talent on the best day, but John Lennon liked his act, and he ended up on the Mike Douglas show or David Dick Cabot or something. I don't know. After that, "Elephant's Memory." with Local Plastic Ono Band from 1972. As people of a certain age will remember, Elephant's Memory was John Lennon's backup band after the album Imagine and before the album Mind Games. And they were on uh, the Mike Douglas Show and Dick Cavett, and they played on um, Sometime in New York City. They didn't seem to mind Yoko's antics, so... They got uh, they got to release an album on uh, Apple Records. Followed that up with George Torrance and the Naturals from 1968 and Lick and Stick. You know it really depends on the artist if they if they release it as Lick and Stick parentheses Lick and Stick or just Lick and Stick. But they all use the apostrophe or uh, the um. Oh, apostrophe. Yeah, apostrophe, after Lickin', Lickin' Stick. So I don't know what a Lickin' Stick is. It might be the thing where the singer is calling for their mother to come and bring the Lickin' Stick to beat the sister who is doing a James Brown dance. That's the nearest I can come. After that, James Brown live, 1968, with his own version of Lickin' Stick, Lickin' Stick, which of course is better than all the others, by far, and then Rusty Garnett, from from I I don't know I can't find out any information about Rusty Garnett, except that it appears on Freestyle Records and it was released in two thousand and seven, but it sounds to me like an older recording. But what doesn't right? Because everything is an older recording. Because once you hear it, it's already older than you are at that moment, and it's a recording. So. I'm Gilbert Neal. This is D sides, orphans, and oddities. Uh, beautiful day today. Took a nice ride. Uh, feel pretty good. But this'll, this'll fix that. This'll fix that good. Here it is. Come on. Come on. No, this isn't it. This is actually pretty good. We'll get to this later. Hey.
1: Program for today's people, the now generation. We call it the Now Sound of Christmas.
2: It's
5: the Now Sound of Christmas.
8: This is a contemporary look at christmas and music and comment that's the airman of note in the background under the direction of chief warrant officer bob bunton they're the official united states air force dance orchestra and singing with them special guest stars the free design
5: christmas love
9: Hi, I'm Chris Dedrick with a free design. The rest of the free design are my sisters Sandy and Ellen and my brother Bruce, also our percussionist Bob. Rather than talk about Christmas, we'd like to sing about it, and so here's our message in songs.
4: your
7: hat and gloves, there's your pretty wife, sir, whom you almost love. There's your colored TV set, and your impressive pad. There's your little baby girl, you're almost glad you had. Such a pretty dress, miss, such a graceful walk. Bumping femininity, authoritative talk. Your Germany's prominent treats you like a queen. All your little secrets kept your reputation clean.
5: A proper ornament, sublime. Guys have status, pay vacation, have an intellectual, educated education. Ornaments apply, ornaments apply, ornaments.
7: There's your brand new car, sir. Ooh. There's
5: your hat and clothes. There's your pretty white, sir, whom you almost love. Ooh. There's your color TV set in your impressive mind. There's your little maid.
7: It's behind the lace What is in your mind and heart it's hidden by your face Behind the ornaments In your life
8: Proper ornaments. That was originally not a Christmas song. Not intended to be. Although it turns out to be very Christmasy. The ideas behind it.
7: I think that everybody's getting into a kind of a bad rut about the same old things at Christmas time. The same old carols. The same old oh, words, expressions, Santa Claus, and all that. And I think that it's a good idea to start something new.
9: The message of the proper ornaments is to the values in your life. What what is important to you and what is really you and what you put around you. And that is very important at Christmas time when we're going out and buying all kinds of things.
3: Getting back to the idea of giving instead of um, getting and not being so commercial about it. Giving of yourself more than giving gifts and so forth.
9: The name of the selection is Let All Mortal Flesh Keep Silence. It's based on a French carol, an old traditional French carol.
7: Let all mortal flesh keep silence, and with fear and trembling stand. Under nothing earthly minded, for with blessing in his hand, Christ our God to
9: It's time for the free design to take a rest. Let's listen to Chief Warrant Officer Bob Button and the Airmen of Note do an arrangement of a song you'll recognize, and you may not believe it can still swing, but believe me, it does.
8: I, I find Christmas to be a time of year which I can walk down the street and and see the snow in the air. And, and just knowing it's the Christmas season, I tend to have a certain feeling of reverence. Not that I'm by any means a reverent person, but I, I can feel the spirit of Christmas in the air.
7: It's all kind of a time when the family all came together. I like to see the expressions on their face when they open what I give them, because I, I get a bigger kick out of that than I do opening my own
9: I remember sneaking down to peek around the corner at the Christmas tree and I remember when we were older putting things together for Jason who was the little one then and I remember Bruce always getting up too early and opening his presents and not pleasing the parents too much
3: we always had Christmas in the morning and we weren't supposed to get up before a certain hour but we always did sneak down anyway and my folks had all these tricks to keep us from finding the main presents, like they would tie strings and lead you all around the house to find the pair of skis and so forth. We always found them before I even got out of bed.
9: Chris wrote Close Your Mouth. And it's kind of a thought that came to me after arranging this song, um, Let All Mortal Flesh Be silent and it's got the same message only a little little bit more modern terminology and maybe a little more uh, detail and it's just the idea that well if you listen to the words close your mouth except to sing and there's too much too much noise at Christmas and if we would quiet down we might be able to find some of the Christmas really is a a miracle type of feeling there's such a spirit that we could you can only discover if you kind of shut your own uh, noise off for a while and listen Listen for that kind of joy that is there if you look for it.
7: Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba ba 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 Close your mouth except to
4: sing Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba
7: Like, yeah. Yeah. like yeah. Yeah. something happening ba 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 This season has a secret joy that some are missing We could all find it if we just want to listen
5: Put your big bang book
7: back in the drawer. Bring your mind and body back from the store. Get to know the people in your house. You might like them.
3: Christmas means a million magic things to those who try to let it be its magic self and nothing that
7: Sit down and sing a happy song and, and whistle, whistle around, around your,
5: your tooth. And be still enough to hear the rain. Your
7: big bank book back in the drawer Bring your mind and body back in the store. Get to know all the people in your house. You might like them. Close your mouth except you Ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba-ba. We might get something happening. This season has a secret joy that some are missing. We could all find it if we just once listen. Put your big bank book back in the drawer. Bring your mind and body back from the store. Get to know the people in your house. Put your big bank book back in the drawer. Bring your mind and body back from the store. Get to know the
5: people in your house. Oh, get to know what people in your house know the people in your house. Oh, get to know the people. In your house.
3: Christmas is the Day was a song that was written by my father several years ago.
9: And uh, I never realized what a good song it was until Bob Bunton asked me to arrange this one for us to do with the band. We've sung it in church choirs and high school choruses, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Looking at the song to arrange it, I discovered that it's really a beautiful song. I really like the song very much. And um, the Air Force Band did a really nice job on it.
3: The words of the song go along with, I think, all of our ideas about Christmas. Christmas is the day when you can't keep your heart from singing. Christmas is the day when you can't stop the bells from ringing. There will come a day when a prayer for peace on Earth is answered some, some way. There will come a day, and Christmas is the day. Christmas, Christmas,
5: Christmas, Christmas. Christmas is the day when you
7: can't keep your heart from singing. Singing. the day when you
5: find greater joy in giving Christmas is the day when your life really seems worth living
9: Something a little close to traditional. It's called Winter Wonderland in a very fine soft arrangement by Sergeant Tom Baldwin. In order to call this the now sound of Christmas, I think it needs to have some contemporary music. And a couple of the songs on this c- program are originals that have been written within the last couple of weeks. And uh, I think this gives it a more up-to-date thing. It's, it's something that th- is in the style that's popular now. And it's something that, not being not so traditional, maybe will make people listen a little bit more, because it's something different, something they haven't heard a million times and most almost everything in this program has a definite message that's certainly worth bringing up at christmas time shepherds and wise has this kind of message where down through the years christmas seems to have lost a little bit of its original spirit kind of get the feeling that we really should be a little bit more like the shepherds and the wise men who travel a long ways to see what Christmas is really about and maybe we should do some traveling to find out what Christmas is really about.
5: Shepherds, brightly, down
7: through centuries of time and hour.
5: Let's like shepherds.
7: Glimmering coldly, wandering back through centuries of hate. But now,
5: let's become like sharpers.
3: that be awfully nice
5: let's be
8: I like to think most people in my generation do know what Christmas is all about and and understand it. And I don't think they put it down that much.
7: To go to church and sing for Christmas is is a high point of it, to sing something good, that is.
9: What Christmas actually means uh, is a very deep question. (laughs) We could talk about it a long, long time.
1: This has been the Now Sound of Christmas. Brought to you from Washington by the United States Air Force. It's
2: the now sound of Christmas. It's the now sound of Christmas. Sound of love. Now.
5: Sound of Christmas. Sound of love. Wow.
8: The now sound of Christmas was produced by Major Jack Oswald and Captain John Gurra. Original music recorded by Ed Green. Production assistance from Sergeants Bill Gilmore and George Cashman. The airmen of note under the direction of Chief Warrant Officer Bob Bunton are part of the United States Air Force Band. Music for the free design by Chris Dedrick. Christmas,
5: Christmas. 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 of joy Christmas love Christmas song
0: It's my show. I'll play what I want. That's all I have to say. Except, that was a very interesting, very, very rare recording. Originally broadcast on uh, radio. But we started that set with the 10th Hour with their version of Lick and Stick from 1975. And that is the one and only song the one and only version of Lick and Stick that I play tonight that beat Shazam. I waited. I gave it a chance. I I, I gave it multiple chances, but just couldn't get it. One single, the 10th Hour released, and that was the A-side back in 1975, and that was that. So what you just heard was the United States Air Force Band featuring my favorite group, the Free Design with the now sound of Christmas from 1968. So what is significant about that recording to me? And again, it's my show is that the versions that they sang of, um, proper ornaments and Christmas is the day and, um, um, close your mouth. It's Christmas are pretty different from the recorded versions that they released on their uh, contemporary albums and they performed them live. And it was, it's pretty impressive. I mean, pretty much the, the end of the golden era of radio, but they would have, you know, the free design would have fit right in singing as a very tightly harmonized quartet of family singers. Um, and, um, I really like that song about shepherds. I thought it was really good. And and I don't know if I'm going to ask my personal friend, Bruce Cedric, if that exists on any sort of recording, because I think it's too good of a song to like, not have gotten its due in the, uh, in the recording studio back in the sixties. But I played the side and the side was 25 minutes. Um, and I think that's because it was on the radio and there were five minutes of local commercials. And people probably got this record in the mail, sent to their recording studio, their, their, their radio station that said, this is the offering from the United States Air Force Band, play it, or public radio or whatever. And uh, I'm glad I did because it's really good. So uh, I'm Gilbert Neal. This is D sides, Orphans, and Oddities on WHUP. FM.org. Listen to me on my podcast. Decides.podbean.com. On the outside chance there's anybody listening, would you try to, de- to don't know, don't know, email me at DecidesPodcast.gmail.com. podcast dot gmail dot com is that right at gmail dot com podcast at gmail dot com hey thank you for listening this is more uh, music and i'm um, done talking and you're tired of listening. okay one more thing i don't know if i should say this for next week um Hmm.
4: Than a wreck with a bullet. More powerful than Earth a butt. Able to reach the charts in a single bound. Look up in the sky. It's a bird! It's a plane!
0: that was awesome. That was Marvin Gaye and the theme from Trouble Man. Some people say I'm kind of a trouble man. Uh, Human resources says that before that a little slice of trivia. Thanks to my good friend, Rick Runyon, who's also the man who came up with the name of this show. And he um, knew that the, 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 the movie unholy roller from 1972 was um was it Martin Scorsese, one of his early movies. Martin Scorsese, uh, I think, edited it or produced it or something. Let me see what he did. What did he do? Well, Martin Scorsese did something to it. And that's why we remember it's a gritty, down-and-dirty roller derby movie from 1972. It predates um, Kansas City Bombers with Raquel Welch and... Um, Rollerball with James Kahn. Uh, Unholy Roller from 1972. The theme, Stay Away from Karen by Louie and the Rockets. Whatever happened to Louie and the Rockets? Well, this is Gilbert Neal, Decides Orphans and Oddities on WHUP. FM.org. And we're winding down another beautiful, wonderful Saturday show. And this is the Begathon, so I'm asking you one more time. Please consider coming on our website, getting on our web, going on our Appearing on our, visiting our website at whupfm.org and making a contribution, you know, a cash-like contribution. And all your contributions are tax-deductible, hence the .org. And we promise not to mine your data. Notify the thought police of your, this is written for me, thought police of your listening habits or otherwise invade your privacy or your privacy, other than to warp your minds with our penetrating blend of music and conversation. And I thought that my prattle was pernicious. Well, anyhow, thank you once again for joining me. I'm going to play this song because it should take me up to the top of the hour. But even if it doesn't, you'll hear me from another week um, on Rivendell. Thank you for joining me. Uh, Please visit me on the Facebook. Uh, Let me know that you're listening. Let me know that you like what I'm doing. If you have any requests or any ideas for any shows that center around the late 60s or the entire decade of the 70s, please let me know. And I will do that thing, and I will make that thing happen. I will. (sighs) Wait a second here. Oh, I know what I did wrong. Okay, hang on a second. (laughs)
8: all sleep and sound. Your hands are very cold. Is something wrong? There's so many things I meant to say. Oh, Hannah. I'm too late. Streaming live at... W- 104.7. Streaming live at WH. The show where we
3: look back into the past, the not so distant past into the past, the not so